Welcome back to the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. I'm Erica. I'm Veronica. This is our podcast. We're two sisters. We love the scriptures and we love to add context to the Bible because we think that adds color to the black and white pages of the text. This is episode number six. Uh, and we are finishing up our discussion on, maybe finishing yeah, up our I discussion. The goal is to finish. The goal is to finish on the Abrahamic covenant. In the last few weeks, we've looked at the... Um, Adamic. The Adamic covenant. <laughs> Thank you. The Noahic covenant. And now we're looking at the Abrahamic covenant. And there's been a lot with this covenant, God's promises to Abraham, how God has been fulfilling those promises Abraham actually got to see God bless people through him in multiple ways, even when he screwed up, which still amazes me. And today we're going to start by looking at the sign right. of the covenant. Right. But I just want to just remind everyone, as we're looking at this, as we're going to be going through Genesis 17, 18, 19, 20, we're looking with the lens of looking for the covenant fulfilled. Right. So don't get upset with me when you go, you're blowing past stuff and you're missing points here. Right, because we know we have to blow past stuff. We do. We're just looking for covenant fulfilled. Right. So we left off, like you said, it's been 20 plus years that God and Abraham have had this covenant and God finally comes to Genesis. So from Genesis 15, sorry. 12, I would say. Genesis 12, that's where you're starting it? Okay. When Abraham left... His home. There's been no sign of the covenant. Right. There's just been actually God fulfilling the covenant without a sign. That is interesting. I never thought about that. So there's there's some things I might not say in this podcast publicly, but you and I might talk about later privately. Right. Because I bet somebody's going to text us and be like, "What did you talk about?" I know. So we'll have to remember. Yes. But Genesis 17, God comes to Abraham. He's renewing the covenant again. And in verse 10, he says, this is the covenant you and your descendants are to keep. The covenant, every male among you shall be circumcised. And skipping down to the end of 13. My covenant in your flesh is to be an everlasting covenant. Mm -hmm. And so we finally have God. Abraham's big issue with God is most of this covenant has been fulfilled. I'm seeing it fulfilled, God. Right. But I'm lacking... An heir. An heir to pass it all on to because there's really no point of an everlasting covenant. Right. If I can't keep this covenant going. What would you say are the main points of the covenant? Like what are the things God promised to Abraham? I think going back to, I mean, you kind of see God always comes and he reaffirms it and he sometimes adds a little bit. Like in 12 you see, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to make you a great nation. Right. But then you have... And I'll bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you. Right. But then I think it's, I don't know, 13 or 15, where God comes and now he brings in the land. Right. So that's a part of the covenant. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't get fulfilled for a while either. True. But you need an heir. But you need people to fill a land. Right. So you're kind of can't have the land yet. Until you have the people to fulfill fulfill it. Hmm. So at 17, God's coming. Abraham's 99. God says, okay, I'm going to give you an heir. Your own heir. And later on in 17, God says, it's coming through Sarah. Right. She is the one who's going to get give you the heir. Because in 16, we just had Ishmael. Yes. And so now Abraham could go, God, I have an heir. Right. I've got a son. And God even says, I will bless. Abraham does say, please bless Ishmael. Right. May he live before you too. Right. And God says he will. But he's, he's not. He's your son. He's not the one this is all going through. Right. So 
It's a covenant in the flesh. Which, and Abraham's 99. I know. And you just go, ow. That sounds painful. Because at the end of 17, it, it says, does. every male in Abraham's household, including those born in his household, or bought from a foreigner, was circumcised with him. You know, they so must have had one some day. day of numbing. <laughs> like oh. One day, this whole family, because remember back right. when Abraham went to save Lot, he had 318 Fighting warriors. men. That's a lot of <laughs> That's all men to circumcise. Because there's going to be before, there's going to be those that right. are coming up to be fighting and those that have retired from fighting. That's a really full day. It is. And you also have then... Your whole fighting group protection is down. Is down. Oh boy, I didn't even because think about that, that comes into play later on. Think of Jacob's sons. Right. Well, that's what I was just thinking. They take of. advantage they of. They take. They do. They get a whole city, Shechem, wiped out. Yes, thank you. By telling them circumcise yourself, so they do on the third day. So it takes more than three days to recover from this because yeah. it's on the third day they go in and kill them all. Yes. So Abraham's family is leaving they're trusting that okay god so, you've got us because we're obeying you right so you've got this oh, whole okay god i will do what you say i right. will fulfill my part right but god i'm trusting you to do your part right so it's a it's almost like an immediate right trust and fulfillment and a long-term waiting looking forward to i'm right. going to do this right so that's what 17 was all about. But I do want to point out, it was funny in church yesterday. I hope you write in your Bible. I'm always writing notes, and it's fun to go back and read, your and notes. read my notes. But I saw in Romans, it said go to Deuteronomy. Hmm. Because Deuteronomy 10.16 says, this is Moses speaking to the people. Circumcise your hearts, therefore do not be stiff-necked yes. any longer. Yes. Because I want to point out, we're not going to do a big, long tangent. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait till Erica gets to Moses. Yeah. Circumcision of the skin, of yes. the flesh, is not just an Old Testament thing, and circumcision of the heart is not a New Testament thing. Preach it, sister. <laughs> they go together. Mm -hmm. God was not two yes. different. Oh, in the Old Testament, he's like this. Yes. In the New Testament, he's like this. Yes. If you pay attention, you see, mm -hmm. you know, to obey is better than sacrifice. God desires a contrite heart right. more than sacrifices. Yep. So even in the beginning, God wants... Your heart. Your all heart. of you. And yes. So there is a circumcision of the heart that goes along yes. with circumcising the flesh. But the circumcising the flesh is where we are at right now. Because let's be honest, those fleshly reminders help us because we are flesh and blood. Yes. And so sometimes wearing that ring on your finger is a good reminder, oh, I'm married. As a Well, I'm thinking the other way. I've taken it off sometimes. <laughs> I'm, gone. I'm done with this. No, I'm just so life. frustrated right now. You know, you I I take oh. my my husband spent a lot of money on my ring, so I don't wear it to wash dishes. I don't wear it at night. Yeah, yeah, I It's don't a valuable either. piece of jewelry. Right. right. That I'm trying to preserve and maintain. Right. So it lasts my lifetime. Right. But there are times when it comes off, it's just like, oh, I'm frustrated. This is a with hard your... decision today. Right. This is a hard time. But it's my heart. I could wear a wedding ring and still be unfaithful yes. to my husband. Or I could have my heart be faithful and not wear a wedding ring because not every culture does a wedding Correct. ring. Correct. But together, the flesh reminder helps my heart to stay faithful. Right. 
But the heart is still more important than the, the right. ring. So it's the same way with God. The physical reminder of the physical circumcision is to help remind you your heart is to be circumcised. Right. right. But and you, it's something you see every day. Right. And as a man in that culture, it would be something you're different. Not every culture circumcised. No, but there's a fun. Some cultures did circumcise. Some did. So, but Some that's did. a whole other tangent we're not going right. to get into. But that's Deuteronomy 17. God now brings in a sign. And then we go, which also I want to throw out, Scripture's not always chronological. No, it's not. Don't Mm -mm. read Genesis going, right, chapter 16 happens, then chapter 17, then chapter 18. Because truthfully, Isaac is, I'm jumping ahead in the story, Isaac is still alive when Joseph gets taken to Egypt. He dies, according to chapters, before that happens. Oh, but if you... But if you do the numbers, Isaac's still actually alive when J- Joseph goes away. Oh, interesting. I know. So so here's the, the reason I'm bringing that up. Between 17 to 18, mm-hmm. I don't know how much time has passed. Right. right. I don't know. Is yeah. this two separate times God came in 17 and said, hey, let's add circumcision. And then in 18 comes back with the visitors to Abraham? Or was this still... Some time. Was this weeks, days, months? Enough time for Abraham to heal, at the yes. very least. Yes, but it's not years because we know right. Right. he's going to have a child soon. Right. But anyways, 18, we have God appears to Abraham again. And he tells Abraham, one year from now, you will have a son. And hopefully, I'm not going to go into a lot of details. People know this. Sarah laughs. Right. right? She's, she's been barren right. she, for a long time. But what, here's what's interesting. If we keep the perspective of the lens of why, how does this affect the covenant? Where does the covenant play into this? What happens after that interchange about, hey, in a year you're going to have a son? Sodom and Gomorrah? Yes. Oh, I know, Erica's like, I wish you could all see her look. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> okay. But, he, okay, look at 18, verse 17. God said, then the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation. All the nations on earth will be blessed through him. Which, again, just reaffirming the covenant. Right. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just, so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised. And then God says... Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham, they're so evil. They're so wicked. I'm going to destroy them. Mm-hmm. What does Abraham do? He intercedes for them. He has a chance to bless those people. Oh. He has a chance to stand in the way and go, let me bless them, God. Now, he's probably doing it because of Lot. He probably is, but he's he still didn't, trying to bless them. He didn't bless just Lot. He didn't say just take out Lot. That's a very good point. He said, "Can would you spare them for 50 righteous people? Interesting. I know. So it was just fascinating going, huh. if you read through the lens of how is the covenant right. being fulfilled, Abraham has the chance on a small little portion to bless people. To bless people. And he uses it, which is why I think God told Abraham in the first place. I do too, but is it kind of a test? Is it another test? Abraham, how are you going to deal with this? Yeah. Abraham, are you going to take me at my word? You can bless those. People can be blessed through you. 
Right. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. Uh, but so we know the story. Abraham goes with 50 people, 45, 40, 30, 20. 10. God lets himself get talked down to 10. I know, but the sad thing is. There's not even 10. There's not even 10. I know. You're like, oh. If he came to Ludington, I'd love to think there's got to be more than 10 because there's more than 10 people at my church. But, and there's other churches and around. And there are other churches around, but. With more than 10 with people. With more than 10 people. But still, you just go. I mean, that also tells you how well Abraham knew those cities. Right. And knew his neighbors. That's true. He knew he had to take it down to 10. But he was, I think he was even worried with 10. He probably was. Well, I've heard some people say he was counting. Because <laughs> okay. potentially, you could potentially work it out that there were 10 people in Lot's family. Right. I wondered that. And so he's counting, hoping every person in Lot's family would be righteous. And they weren't. They obviously weren't. Yes. So that's chapter 18, oh. which I thought, looking in context of right. Abraham, here's a small chance. Right fulfill your part of the covenant right bless people bless people hmm. so then 19 happens and now it's almost like that camera shifts right we've been having a discussion with god and abraham and now hmm. we're gonna go to Sodom and gomorrah yeah and you should hear the dun 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 yes <laughs> yes the scary music's playing yes it's getting dark and we're not gonna get into that whole story nope because it doesn't fit completely into this no but it's an important chapter in the bible because it sets up sets up judges oh yeah sets up judges sets up it judges. also sets up the line of moab yes it does <laughs> which is a story that still blows my mind yes and my 10 year old who's made a goal to read through the bible in a year is freaking out i bet what he's not been taught in sunday school as he yep. read through genesis yep but so what the point of chapter 19 is, I can't relay it right into the covenant, but it is setting up for a future covenant, covenant of David. Yeah, and you're still seeing, you're still getting nations introduced. Right. Where do these nations come from? And you're getting characteristics of these nations. Right. Moab and Ammonites don't have a good beginning. Right. And so what are we expecting from these nations? But because Lot is Abraham's nephew, God is still blessing them. Yes. And creating nations out of them. So you're still getting that covenant blessing trickle down, mm -hmm. even through the sin of incest, which amazes me that God still works through our sin. Mm -hmm. But even with that, so look at... Not that we should sin. I know. That's not what I'm but saying. But it's hope that... It's hope that even when I screw up miserably, God is still able... God is still faithful. Yeah, he, he redeems. But here's the interesting thing. You'll have to ponder this later because I didn't give it to you ahead of time. Hmm. Genesis 19, verse 29. So when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered Abraham. Mm -hmm. And he brought Lot out of the catastrophe. He remembered Abraham. Yep. Was it he brought Lot out? Because when God remembers, it's a call to action. That would be my guess because they're putting those two things together. They're letting you know because God remembered, here's the action. He saved Lot. That's the only he thing He could have killed Lot right. because there weren't those ten righteous men, apparently. Right. So again... Because of Abraham. Because of Abraham. Lot's life gets saved. Yes. Yes. Huh. So. But then, moving on, chapter 20. Here's what's fascinating. Chapter 20 is all about Abraham and Abimelech. And Abraham, once again, lies. Again, puts his wife on the line, which amazes me. I God know. just promised you. I know. But so what's fascinating with that, think about it. Abraham God's told you it's you and Sarah who's going to make this great nation. Mm -hmm. And it's going to come through you. But yet, Abraham, you don't have enough faith 
that God can keep you both alive when you go here. Right. It gives me hope because Abraham must have been an amazing man, but he wasn't perfect. No. He he, he screwed lacked up. the faith right then in right. that moment to believe that God was going to fulfill the covenant. Right. Because how can you make a baby if the husband's dead? Or the wife or is the not wife. with him. Right. But so what's still so great, what does Abraham get the chance to do? To bless the people. To bless the people. To because pray for them. Abraham prays for them, God mm-hmm. opens up their wounds. So Abraham's not faithful. And Abraham's not trusting. Right. Abraham's lacking. Abraham's doubting. And yet God still uses him to bless. Which again, which I think is fascinating because right now what you see is God chose Abraham. I yeah. still would say Israel is still a special nation. They are God's inheritance. But what you see, God is already constantly using Abraham to bless others. Like, God didn't choose Israel simply for the sake of Israel. God used Israel, chose Israel to bless the nations. And what you see from the very beginning is God using Abraham to bless the nations. Regardless consistently, of Abraham's regardless of, decisions. Right. right Abraham, I'm going to use you to bless the nations. Therefore, you have no choice. You will bless yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so from the get-go, God is using, God is letting you know it's not just about Israel. It's not just about Abraham. There's a bigger picture Mm -hmm. here. But this is the man, this is the family I've chosen to bless the world. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately then it points back to God. Yeah. Yeah. At least with Abimelech, I can say right now while I'm thinking of that story. Yeah. All the glory goes back to Abraham. You prayed and our wounds were opened. Your God must be. But it was your God that did it. Yeah. So, interesting. I know, but it was just fascinating to read it in light of the context yeah. of the covenant. Abraham, yeah. you didn't believe. Right. God told you, in a year I'm going to give you a child, and you figured you're going to be dead. Right. <laughs> Which I guess right. you can die, and she could still have a baby if she was pregnant and you died. Right. But, so, but that's going to come into play later on in a couple chapters. Now, chapter mm-hmm. 21, and I'm going fast, and I know that. Chapter 21 is all about Isaac being born. Which I have to say, we're doing a Bible study, a book study right now. Um, I guess I'll just put it out there. Yeah. Control Girl by Shannon oh. Popkin. <laughs> it's a really good book. But um, it, I loved, I never heard somebody talk about this before, how Sarah and Abraham weren't sleeping together. And so after God promised oh. Sarah a baby, she had to get back in bed with Abraham. Because he was with Hagar? No, but they were just so old. There's no point. There's no point. (laughs) Like she said something. I forget exactly how it's worded, but like we don't have that pleasure anymore. Something like that. She let Interesting. Yeah. And when God comes to her. And so Abraham has to have faith and act. But so does Sarah. She has to get back in bed with Abraham. Huh. And how hard would that be as a woman to go, I'm how old I am. 90, what? 90 years old. My body's... I've been done a long time. I've been done a long time. Everyone's going to laugh at me, God, but I'll go sleep with my husband. And everybody would know they're together. Right. It's not like you have private houses, really. No, you have curtains. You have curtains. <laughs> so there's a lot of action with their faith. Yes, which is how we were defining faith. Is action plus belief. Yes. So chapter 21 is all about Isaac being born. And Abraham circumcises him on the eighth day, which is just a fascinating thought of Abraham. Isaac doesn't even get the choice. Are you in covenant with God or not? Because God said, if you don't circumcise, you're out. You've broken the covenant. Yeah. He, well, he's the son of the promise, so he, he has to. He has to. But you don't even get a choice. <laughs> you're just told, hey, by the way, you got the sign of the covenant. Right. 
and I made sure you kept it. Right. So, but I'd rather do it as a baby. Let's be honest. I know it it's probably so was much easier. easier on them. But what sets us up then for chapter twenty-two, Genesis twenty-two, which probably is a familiar chapter to many, God calls Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. Right. Now, one commentary I read said Isaac was thirty-seven. I don't know how they got that number. Yeah, I'm trying to think. But I want the idea is Isaac is probably enough. not a little boy. Right. He's older. He's able to think and reason. Right. And so it's fascinating because, again, Isaac doesn't have kids yet. Isaac's not married. So, Abraham, you still can't have the covenant fulfilled right. with Isaac dead. Right. Just because Isaac was born didn't mean, great, here's the great, here's the great nation. Right, because now here's one kid, but right. that's where's not, the multitude? That's not the stars in the sky and the sands on right. the seashore. Right. But so we're in chapter 20, Abraham doubts God's fulfilling. Hebrews tells us, Hebrews 11, that by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promise was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God... Could raise the dead. Isn't that amazing? I know. And figuratively speaking, he did recite Isaac back. So right. Abraham, you didn't have enough faith that God would keep you alive with Abimelech. Right. But you have faith God will but keep you, Isaac. But you learned. Right. That's where I go, Abraham, you had another chance. Right. You learned and this time said, okay, God. Right. I messed up last time. This time I'm going to trust. Right. You're going to, if you right. take him, you're going to bring him back to life. Right. So it was just fascinating to me how I think Abraham's deepening his trust. Right, yep. And understanding God can do whatever God's going to do. Right, right. And so you do have, now you have at the end, verse 15, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring all the nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. So this is the first recorded time Isaac hears God's covenant. And God says you're going to be a great nation, you're going to be numerous, and you're going to get the land Right. And I'm going to use you to bless the nations. Which I've already been using you, but Mm -hmm. greater blessing is coming. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you just have, that's pretty much Abraham's life. After this, he goes on. They talk of more sons. Sarah dies. Yeah, you know what the rabbis say? What? Because she dies in the very next chapter. Yeah. So they say Abraham killed her with shock and fear. (laughs) (laughs) He came home with Isaac. She's like, what happened? And Isaac's like, dad almost killed me. And she dropped dead. It's really kind of sad. Well, you can kind of appreciate. I can because I don't think I trust my husband enough. (laughs) You heard God clearly. (laughs) That would be a hard thing as a mom. It would be. It would be. So you have Sarah die. Abraham has a few more kids. We've already talked about that. And then Abraham dies. And then from there, and that's why I'm stopping here right. with Abraham. Right. Because it goes on to talk about Isaac and Jacob. And God comes to each of them and reaffirms the covenant. Right. Says it to them. But we're, for lack of time, 
Right. Not going to go into this. You can take our word for it, or you can read through the Bible yourself. Yes. And With see. the focus of right. how is the covenant being fulfilled. But the takeaway I want to end with this is that God made a covenant with this man right. and his family. Right. And that God said it's going to last forever. And the only way to break this covenant is not to circumcise. There is no other out, really. There is no chance for the people to go, I'm done. Right. I'm right. walking away. Right. So they're kind of all, I'm going to say it this way, stuck. Right. They're in, God is now in covenant with them, and he doesn't lay out, you screw up too many times. Right. I'm done with you. Right. I am in covenant with you, and there's really no way out. Right. Because he makes, and truthfully, he makes the covenant first with Abraham, and Abraham yes. fulfills his end. He circumcised, he yes. trusts for Isaac. Abraham did it. And God Abraham said, Abraham, I knew you're going to do it, and that's why I picked you. He said right. that when, before Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. So that covenant with Abraham and God, in one sense, it's assured now. Yes. What God promised Abraham has to come to pass. Yes. Because Abraham fulfilled his end, so now the rest is up to God because Abraham's dead and he can't break it. Right. And now they're continuing to circumcise. Right. <clears throat> so... But I think that sets us up for you. I think that does. That gives us some good things to ponder while we wait for next week. Yes. When Erica comes back to teach. Right. Get we, ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get, hold on tight. It's a hot topic. You know. But we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Yep. The context and color of the Bible. We've been enjoying it. We're having a lot of fun doing this. In case you can't tell. We love I know. It. Hopefully you feel like you're sitting with us and discussing. Mm -hmm. Feel free if you want to know some of the things we say afterwards, if you have questions, mm -hmm. if we need to clarify something. Yes. Uh, there's the Facebook public group, The Context and Color of the Bible. Yeah. And otherwise, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good week.